Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. Thank you as ever for pressing play. That is the hardest part. The show as ever is presented by SeedGolf.com. Premium golf balls, half the price. Get on them. Show is also sponsored by DrewsGolf.com. They have been incredibly supportive of what I do, the content I try and put out, the conversations I have. So let's support them back. Born in Ireland, Celts like us. This week's episode, the reason you press play, is with elite amateur, college athlete, Kilkenny man, and Walker Cup player and future star of the game, Mark Power. Roll it there, Roshi. We're talking about practice. George Raleigh told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's George Raleigh? What did he get at? How are you getting on? Uh, good, good, yeah. We're, um, we're flat out pretty much like there's so much going on between golf and uh, schoolwork, practice, going to games and stuff. It's it's unreal. It's some some life. I feel very lucky to be to be out here because back home is not so fun. That's fun now. Golf's open now, Mark. You know, golf opened that's like true. four days yeah. ago. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Golf is everything. Golf's life. Huh? Golf is life. That's the way to look at it. Uh, yeah, I played yeah. golf with you in the end of August, was it? It was a week before you went across breach and yeah. breach. I won't say breach and lockdown because you, you're, <laughs> you're allowed because you're 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 elite. Yeah. Uh, but you went over to the. We played in Lehinch. Was it the end of August, start of September time? Was it last Would year? Have been. I'd say it was probably end of August. Yeah, around mid end. Yeah, but with young Hennessy and. Uh, yeah. He, loves when, he loves when I call him that. I used to call him Little <laughs> Hennessy, but he's taller, he says. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jack. But um, yeah, you'd, we'll, call, we'll say you had a late night the night before and you still shot like three under, I think. Um, so. Yeah, sure, look, Lehinch in the summer, why not Why not enjoy it? <laughs> Absolutely. But um, yeah, it was a good, that was, that was a fun round, that was. And then describe what happened within the next three weeks. So I believe I played Mullingar after that because I remember myself and um, so I played Mullingar and I believe I finished third. Um, played pretty good there because uh, Mullingar was a great field this year and we had Sugru playing, we had all the big guns playing. So, um, you know, Mullingar is such a good tournament so it was good to see such a good field again and that. So then I played good there and then myself and Rob Moran uh, packed into his little uh, Volkswagen Golf and we went... Uh, got the back seats down and threw in all the clubs and we we drove straight to the ferry uh, after Mullingar and we went uh, got the ferry over to um, over to Wales and went from Wales to the British or no to the um, the Brabs and Trophy so uh, I think we drove nearly through the night and got a couple hours sleep I'd say and played a practice round for the Brabs and Trophy the next day and then we were on the tee the, the next day, day. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, Jesus. oh, it was it was it was all 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 go after Mullingar. And um I actually stood onto the first tee and I'll never forget it. Um stood onto the first tee and it's like a little short par four up the hill. Where, where was the Brabazalan? Where was the Brabazalan for people that don't know like me? Um oh what's the name of the course? Um 
Ah, it's after escape. I put you on the spot now too, huh? <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's lithium, was it? it? Was. I thought it was no, lithium. It was. Was whatever, whatever it was, it was my course. But um, when you come to me now, say. But the first hole is uh, is a short par four, and I um, I pull out the four iron, and I hit this most solid shank I've ever hit in my whole set <laughs> over the putting green, and. Uh, I just put the head down and walked up the fairway and I was thinking, geez, this could be rough. Like, what am I doing over here? But I um, ended up, you know, getting it together in the practice round. Practice rounds are only just see the course and whatnot. Okay. And played, played such, yeah, played such a good, um, played pretty solid the first three rounds and then probably played one of the best rounds, rounds of my life in the last round. Um, I shot, I remember shot a 65-500 to, to force the playoff and, it was weird because I came from so far behind and it was such a tough day. Like, you know, the flags were blowing sideways and um, I came from being way back to, you know, I actually had a chance to win the thing. And um, unfortunately lost in the playoff, but uh, it was still, you know, to get that far in such a big tournament was, was you know, good to see. Was that your first time playing in the Brabazon? It was, yeah. I am... Um, I think it clashed with like maybe clashed with something the prior year, um, but it, like the year before was probably would have been the only first year, would have been the first year I would have got the chance to play in it because it's pretty like, it's pretty hard to get into um, with Wagger and you know handicap and stuff. So it's always always gets such a good field. Um, but yeah, that was my first time playing. Well, I just checked it's in Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest, there it is. <laughs> Lovely course, actually. About an hour from Manchester, about an hour, two hours from Manchester area. So Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Nathan, because I knew to somewhere around Manchester. Yeah, but that, yeah. that rolled you nicely into the amateur then, didn't it? Yeah. So so straight after that week we had a couple of days. We actually stayed in um Kevin Moran's house. So Rob's uh, Rob Moran's uncle, uh, Kevin, former Man United soccer player. And double uh, footballer. Exactly, yeah. More importantly, you could say. <laughs> but um well I wouldn't say anyway. <laughs> Neither would I. But um we stayed in his house. He was very nice to let us, uh, you know, have the house for a couple of days. He was away and um, we just took a couple of days off, just a little bit of practice. We actually went to the Trafford Driving Centre uh, for Rick Shield fans out there. And um, that was fun just to have a couple of days to see around. We went to Old Trafford and and stuff like that. So, um, but then we, you know, all, all business then after a couple of days and headed to Birkdale for the amateur. And um, again, I just, I had a really good feel those couple of weeks, just, um, sometimes your swing just clicks into place and there's most people will understand what I mean just you know very little thoughts you just uh, kind of lock in and things come naturally for you and it did pretty much all week for me until the semi-final and where I just um, didn't quite have it but it was still you know to even get that far after having a good week the, the week before was was really positive signs absolutely like you didn't just have the the townlands of Kilkenny and, and North Clare pulling for you at that stage with the whole country pulling for you. <laughs> Did you have that awareness that, you know, it was it was in the media, that it was on Sky Sports, or were you just focused on getting the ball in the hole? Yeah, not really, to be fair, because with COVID and everything, um, there was very there was very few people around. So normally at those tournaments, you'd have, you know, lots of people around, um, you know, people watching. Just It has a bigger buzz to it, I guess, whereas this year, it was hard to create that atmosphere. It was just literally players and, um, you know, referees and whatever. So it was, I knew, you know, I knew it was the amateur, but it didn't quite feel like it, but I was still trying to lock in as much as I could because I knew the riches that came with it. Obviously, if I had a one, I, I'll still give it my best chance this year. But uh, 
pretty close to getting obviously master spots and uh, uh, British Open and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like they had they had all cameras. To be fair, though, they had TV cameras and you know interviews after the round, so it was semi-normal, but uh, not quite. Before we get into you lighting it up uh, with your fellow teammates in Wake Forest, I'll go back to the generally the first question I ask um, guests on the show, not just like how you get on, but what's your <laughs> earliest, what's Mark Power's earliest memory of golf? Yeah, I'd say just um, going out the course with my dad when I was younger in Kilkenny. Um, so I got into the course when I was eight, but, um, well, the actual age group or the, the age limit was, or the minimum age was 10. And then I was, the, I think I was the first eight-year-old to get into the course. Uh, so, so I, the rule changed. So I, I'd like to think I had something to, I'd say the part in that. Left a legacy but, uh, as an eight-year-old. I <laughs> seldom can say that. <laughs> but, um, I definitely was out in the course a little bit before I was eight, just with my dad, just, um, chipping around and stuff. And, uh, I would. I just. I, I remember when I was younger, I used to just chip and putt so much. Um, I was just fascinated by short game, just trying to get up and down from all sorts of spots. Like I'd, I'd go into hay, like and try and get up and down, and just real, just trying to make the game as fun as possible. And I think when you're a young lad, that's all you want to do. Like you see, there's there's kids nowadays that are trying to be too professional too early, which is obviously it's you know it's it's hard not to do that, but you still have to enjoy the game. And uh, I definitely did that. Like I just. I used to just do, I used to throw balls down from anywhere and try and get close to the pin and stuff. So uh, they were kind of my early memories, definitely. Lovely. And we could say that the Power family would be a golfing family. Could we say that? Yeah, you probably could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the dad on a future episode and we'll see how things go. Yeah. Um, might do that one in person in the hinge, maybe later in the summer when we can all be at a table with some my waddies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, mixer is optional. Your your chosen mixer of choice. But um, yeah, so what's it like growing up in a hurling mad county and all you want to do is play golf or did you did you play the hurling as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I played played a lot of sports. Um, I played a little bit of club hurling when I was younger, but mainly mainly soccer. Um, but then in school, I, I played, you know, hurling all the way from junior infants, I guess, up until... Uh, probably third year in, in secondary school and then it kind of comes to a time and stage where you know it's uh you're playing against lads who are just living by by the sport and uh, I don't exactly want to put my hand in somewhere I don't you know so um it was it was obviously tough like not playing and stuff but I still trained with with all like but most of my friends were on the teams and stuff and still trained away with them in the gym like in school and stuff so um yeah like and I, I love hurling so much but it just doesn't quite go hand in hand with golf unfortunately but uh, I still still played away and poked around and stuff but soccer was I was I was probably better at soccer to be fair I played um I played that until I was about 17 made the Kilkenny team and actually won not Ireland with Kilkenny in soccer would you believe so that's a little nugget for you um, is that but, like uh, well winning the All-Ireland is, is a nugget right yeah. but being on the Kilkenny soccer team is kind of like being fourth in under 14 tennis in Clare when there's only you'd four you'd be surprised right? you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised well, there was a lot of good hurlers on that team as well so um but good crack. Just I used to just love. All, I just I'm sports maniac. To be fair, like I, even over here, I I just I'm hooked on every American sport there is. Like I I've been to, hadn't even been to a baseball game a couple months ago, and now I'm I'm hooked on it a little bit. So uh, just I love all sports in general. But uh, soccer and hurling were definitely two ones apart from golf that I I grew up playing. Is golf still fun for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it can be it can be uh, torturous, obviously at times, and uh, everyone needs breaks from things. And sometimes just like a week break um, can just just be nice, just just for yourself, just to you know have some downtime, do other things, and then the hunger gets back, and all you want to do is get back practicing again. So for me, it's definitely. Um, I love love it so much, but it, it can it can bring you down as well. Yeah, like it, like it's important. Like you're getting to do what you love. So like it, yeah. it only it only dawned on me like golf is back in Ireland. And before I was like, you know, I was taking it too seriously for a fell off too high a handicap. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like with lockdowns, if I'm looking at going, I'm like falling back in love with the game. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's uh, just being able to go out and hit balls when there's no one around. <laughs> You yeah. know, no, it's, it's a bit mad. Sometimes like, it's sometimes it's just just trying to make things simple again. Because the worst thing you can do with golf is just overcomplicated. If you the more you think and you know the more you tense up, I guess, and the harder you try, the probably less you know, you know, the worse your shots are going to be. I guess. So I think just trying to just trying to always for me uh, not let my expectations go too high. Because if I you know feel like I have the weight the the world on my shoulders, it just doesn't exactly go to plan. I've learned that from experience and still learning it. It's a complete mystery the game. Like I'll it's I'm still trying to figure out different things that will help me get better. And um I think just the room for improvement is just, you know, endless. So endless always, is right. All, endless all is right. things you're you're trying to figure out. So So when when did things become more serious, we'll say, I suppose, no, more defined that golf was for you, that it was going to, like, you could make a go of it. Was it as a 14-year-old at Fela or was it when you were, <laughs> were you a bit older? Um, I think when you're young, you're just you're just living in the moment and you're just, um, you obviously dream of big things, like you, you're on the putting green and you're pretending you have a putt to win the Masters and, and stuff like that, but it, it doesn't really come real until... I guess you're a teenager and you start looking at, for me, I started looking at colleges in America. And I, I just, I started to see a trend of more players coming over and um, just guys, guys doing well, progressing pretty well. Um, I just wanted to, to try and figure out what, what would give me the best chance to improve my game and uh, obviously make it to the tour. So um, my, you know, aspirations to become a professional golfer didn't come, kind of went from, hoping to actually thinking this could be a chance and trying to put myself in the best positions possible. So uh, I think, you know, Paul McBride was a perfect example of that. When I saw him over at Wake Forest, I saw he progressed. I would have played a little bit of junior golf with him. He was obviously a lot older than me, but uh, I, I actually remember I crashed a buggy with him in the car at the Darren Clark Champions weekend when I was about 13 and he was probably 17 or 18. Um, he should have known better. That's what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it was uh, just to see him progress through Wake Forest and um, it just, you know, the opportunities here are just outrageous. So um, when I started looking into it, I just realized that it was going to be a perfect fit. Yeah, like I spoke to Aaron O'Callaghan, he was on a, on a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was an interesting story about coming and like that whole process of scouting and the rules around when you can come visit and how many visits yeah. and how... How easy? How hard was it, mm-hmm. or how easy was it made? That's like two well, questions. Yeah, yeah. So, so one, the one piece of advice I was told was always just 
just send as many emails and reach out to as many coaches as possible as you can because you can never contact you know too many people um just um letting people know who you are uh what your handicap was what you've done um just stuff like that just just letting people know that you're interested and even though coaches you can't start contacting coaches until you're in your second last year of school they can you know you can send them an email and they can track your progress and stuff and then when it comes to you know your second last year of school they can approach you and say yeah they can't reply back isn't it they can't yes, answer they can't, they can't yes, engage exactly. back yeah, yeah, yeah yes um or you can ring them um but they can't ring you and stuff like that so it's pretty it's pretty strict like some of the rules but it is it's it's understandable it's just stopping you know 14 year olds just i guess um just meet into flower to gators and then turn in pro four exactly. years later <laughs> that's a different that's a totally we different scenario that's a totally different scenario because he did so much you like he made yes. a lot of decision and we might get on to mr mcgiven in a minute exactly and all and the best this show. week in his, new, uh, in his new adventure but Absolutely. um to be fair there's um yeah there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it but um to be fair it does help that the that the college coaches are starting to recruit a lot more european recently uh, like at the european team championship uh, boys team championships you'll see you'll see just um the co- they stand out so easily the college coaches in their colors and stuff and total color uh, college yes exactly yeah. so <laughs> yeah. um, when you see them watching you know you you know you need to you know, turn the screw a little bit. <laughs> That's what I tried anyway. So um it worked. But yeah, just 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 letting people know you are and then the golf will do the talk, I guess. Yeah, and that's kind of the the ultimate. Let the golf let your golf and do your talking from speaking to Paul McBride or speaking to anybody yeah. in elite amateur and pros, they're like, it's a results based business and I'm gonna let the golf do my talking. So that's a recurring theme to anyone yeah. The, yeah. If you didn't play golf, what would you be doing right now? Yeah, we actually got that question asked recently for like a World Cup video. And oh yeah, which one I said, uh, <laughs> I said, uh, I said, as a present soccer player, because I just, I just love, I just love, um, just love sports so much. A couple other lads were saying like physio and stuff, and I was just like, nah, like I, born fucker. I obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. No, I said that. <laughs> I'd love to be doing something like I'd love to just be competing in a different sport if it wasn't and I was probably best at soccer and I felt if I didn't play golf I actually could have been decent at soccer so uh, and the and the Premier League soccer players get paid enough money as well so that would uh, that would I'd live a fairly nice lifestyle I'd say so probably yeah I'd say something like that What opportunities has Wake Forest afforded you that perhaps staying in Ireland playing the amateur circuit year round would not have? Um, yeah, I think just obviously the weather is 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 a start point. You can play almost all year round. Um, for anybody, uh, this won't this won't be on video. This is just an audio yeah. version. But for anybody yeah, yeah. who wants to see Mark Power out now, Mark Power right now, he's having to shelter under a tent because it's so <laughs> bright it's, and so sunny. And it's, and it's ten it's ten a.m. and it's twenty five degrees. Have the sun cream on already. I feel for you, Mark. I really feel for you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just. Uh, I guess just the all year round thing. Um, it obviously does get, you know, there is a couple of months of the year that's not great, but everyone needs a break here and there. But um, just the style of golf as well is, is very similar to what you'd be playing, like PGA Tour, European Tour style. Um, a lot of those, to be fair, I've heard a lot of people say that the setup in college golf is arguably tougher than a lot of PGA Tour setups because they can, you know, tuck the pins in spots that maybe pros wouldn't exactly agree with. Um, and there's just like we played a 
the ACC Championship last week and we played a Power 70 at 7,300 like and with fast greens and um, and I think 10 under was still winning after three rounds so like the standard is just so good and I feel like you can you can get a, a better judgment of where you're at rather than at home you obviously know how good you are against the guys you're playing against but you never really know until you come out here how actually good you can be and how good you are I guess and where you need to improve on so for me just filling filling in the gaps and and trying to figure out the level I need to be at was was probably the main uh, kind of eye opener you could say but just you know we're in the gym in the morning we're practicing three four five hours a day so um if you're not really improving in those circumstances then you should probably find something else to do. <laughs> that's the way i look at it to be fair that's that's a that's a decent outlook and i think one that uh, mr o'callaghan and um mr haas mr haas yeah I, I knew i need to say a mr there so mr., yeah um, you have to be you have to be american about these things absolutely you know <laughs> like he's earned he's earned the mr right and i don't yeah. like i'm not going to take a piss there because he has what was i going to say i was going to say what well, i was texting my wife saying to be quiet because i'm doing a podcast but um, <laughs> i can hear her next door but to be fair it's not only the golf chances we get like wake forest is an extremely um, well-known academic school so the Wake Forest degree is just invaluable almost. I've heard so many people say, and I don't really, you don't really appreciate it until you just hear, you're just meeting random people at tournaments and they're saying just really, just value your time here because if golf doesn't work out, like the degree is going to be something, you know, really important. And like, obviously it's nice to give golf a good go, but it's important to plan for, for other outcomes and just to have all outcomes covered and, uh, I'm obviously going to be realistic with myself. I want to be professional or whatever, but it's it's obviously important to have backups too. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to allude to. Was yeah, you have to be so driven and doing ticking off all the boxes from a golf and performance and athletic perspective because you're yeah you're on an athletic scholarship, right? <laughs> but you also have an untold amount of academia to also keep up on. Yeah. yeah. So like even yeah. penciling this chat was like, well, I have classes from now and like everyone's interpretation of, oh, I'm on a scholarship because everyone's used to Ireland and you're on a GAA scholarship for Cork IT. So you've ever <laughs> you do nothing between matches except train a couple of days. It's different on your type of scholarship. So how much downtime do you actually have? And downtime isn't like on a bus to a tournament, Mr. Power. It's like how much time yeah. do you actually have to like play a PlayStation and be a, and be your age? Was well, you're like 20, right? Yeah, I'm funny. Yeah, you just yeah. have to be so good with your time management. Um, like if you ever if you ever talk to any other college golfer, time management is just going to be the first thing they say, because I get, you can't. Re- <laughs> it's nice lying in bed for two hours and stuff, but it's just like two hours is so valuable, honestly, because there's just. I'm I'm a slow worker as well, so it doesn't really help me. Like I'm a slow typer. I take ages to get ideas together. And to be fair, the academics are quite tough here, so they they keep us up, you know, at a decent pace and decent level. So um, you just can't afford to just be lazy with anything. You need to stay on top of things. The um, the NCAA rules are pretty strict on you know your grades need to be at a certain level, and if they're not, they'll just pretty much say you can't play on the team until you get your grades high enough again. Um, but we, you know, we get a lot of support, so that never happens. But if, you know, if you do slack off, it is, it is something that could happen. So, um, you're always reminded just to keep academics up and, 
um, I guess our coaches do a good job of just helping us out if we ever need any help. There's so many different people there, um, good resources. So uh, it is it is tough, and I guess you you do get times in the weekends. The weekends are the best. You know, it's just like anything. When you when you get to that Friday afternoon, you're just like, thank God. Like, um, <laughs> and then and then and then Sunday evenings are obviously you get the fear again, and you're like, oh my God, I have school tomorrow, and I'm <laughs> up at six a.m. And but like, it's just that's part of it and it'll definitely it's definitely helped me grow like as a person and uh even though i still have a lot of lazy traits i just it's probably not as bad as it used to be uh i'd say there's plenty of uh 20 year olds in ireland and further afield who uh who 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 define you as not being lazy at all <laughs> compared to what yeah. they're doing right but it is it is a lot it is a lot tougher than you would imagine like people think oh he's out in america on a golf scholarship and he just plays golf and travels around the place it's uh, it's not it's not half of that but obviously we get great chances but you do have to keep up your side of the deal i guess and doing schoolwork and studying and just balancing everything so uh but it, it's good for me it's just growing up i guess and I'll be happy to hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hopefully you'll share it with them and they'll press play on it. But um, <laughs> you're you're part of quite an elite team. You're you know you're all high performing, not just because you're on a scholarship, but like you're one of the top teams in the states, right? Let's let gloss over yeah. that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still haven't got my head wrapped around. Is it like? tournament to tournament and Wake Forest were great this week but is there like a a, a league or like a premiership NCAA championships I think is played but is that a separate tournament is there a lead up that yeah. you all work towards each year is the question yeah so normally we play in the so the fall will be um, you know August to November or you know September to November and you'll just it's kind of like a pre-season you play a bunch of tournaments just to satisfy your ranking um you don't necessarily always play conference. Like we're in the ACC conference, the Atlantic Coast Conference, but you don't always play in your conference. Um, you play with a lot of teams because they're in the same regions and, and stuff like that. But uh, So the first half of the year is kind of just um, just trying to see where everyone's at, just test out different players and you kind of get your ranking from there. And then uh, the spring is where the, is the kind of business end of the season, I suppose. You play like maybe three, four, five tournaments and... Um, again just to satisfy your rankings and stuff and then last week we had our ACC championship so that's our conference so everyone in the conference plays and the top four go to match play and uh, you go you just play a match play and see who who your conference championships are I guess our champions are um, so so after that I guess it's it's more it's just like a Leinster final I guess it's not um, you know it's not like to be all and end all well, I didn't we'll want to compare to like league and championship yeah. for a few yeah, 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 yeah. but I'm glad you did. It, it pretty much is, yeah. It, in, <laughs> in simpler terms for people back home, it's pretty much just like, it's just like the, the league. And then, um, so we have our regional championships in a couple of weeks now. So uh, we actually don't know where, where it's going to be held yet. There's six different regionals and five five teams qualify from each one. So that will leave the big 30 at the national championships at the end of the year. That's the, that's the big one we want, we all want. So, the whole the whole year is just built around making it to national championships, having a good um, you know ranking. I think we've I think we're fifth right now in the country, so um, I guess we're all pretty happy with that. We've we've um, we've shown good glimpses of what we can show. We still haven't shown half of um, you know the, the the promise we have. I suppose. How much emphasis is given to the team as opposed to the individual? 
in college sports, in college golf? Yeah, it, there's a fine line um, because when, when a team is all on the same page, I suppose, or everyone wants to do as good as they can for the team as, as themselves, that, that's kind of what you, that's what you want. You want, you want individuals who want to play hard for themselves, but also understand that if they're not playing well, they still want to get their best position as possible for the team because, you know, there's four, four guys count out of five, but if two guys are struggling, they need to understand that, you know, one of them's going to have to count, so they can't just both throw in the towel, you know what I mean? So um, there's every single man counts and every single shot counts. And, and that's when, whenever, when all your teammates understand that, that's, that's kind of the key to, to a successful team. And uh, there's just no, no room for, in the, uh, you know, indiv- individualistic players. Cause if they're just thinking about themselves, then uh, obviously they might play well themselves, but it's not good for the team at all. And, um, that's not, you know, that's the main goal is for the team to succeed. But then again, it's an individual sport. You have to play, play your own ball and just focus on your own score. The old cliche, but um, it's kind of just a fine line, as I say, just balancing it. There's a lot of, maybe not um, tactics, but there's a lot of mentality, I suppose, that you can transition over from like top championship GA mentality, you know, we're yeah. stay low on the high grass, right? September yeah. to December, we're just working our ranking. All right. That's yeah. a carry one yeah. for you if you haven't heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, you take care of the men beside you and you hold your hand up if you need to be substituted. You know, yeah. you do that if you're in a top winning championship team, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe not if you're Bernard Brogan, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Walker Cup. Yeah. How much are you looking forward to that? Yeah, it's kind of come around like sneakily quick. It's uh, like we've been focusing so much on our ACC championships that have just gone last week. And before I know it, I'm leaving on Sunday to go down to Seminoles. So it's it's come it's come quick and fast. But uh, it kind of hit me actually yesterday when I was just practicing. And I was like, geez, like in a week's time, I'll be, you know, playing week and a half's time, I'll be playing the Walker Cup. And it's, it's something that I've grown up watching. I've, you know, watched top amateurs in Ireland and Great Britain and Ireland playing in. And I suppose all the top USA guys uh, on tour now have all played the Walker Cup. So it's uh, it's kind of like the pinnacle of, of amateur golf for me, I guess. Um, and to, to be kind of there at 20 is, is encouraging and it's exciting. But um, we're going to be up against it. The American team is is unbelievable. And um, it generally is the last the last number of years has been kind of trending that way. But we're going to do everything we can to just try and um, just play tough and it's match play. So anything can happen. If you ask me, the uh, Walker Cup GB and team was more successful when they had more Irish people on it. But we won't talk about who's not there. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, I know. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd keep it on, and uh, I, I'm not going to pretend to know how he feels. But um, yeah. It does seem, what I, why I mentioned that is because it does seem like the Americans are taking a lot more seriously the last three or four years and making sure their top guys are available. Would you say, would you say the same? Um, I feel like it's a lot easier for them because you have the whole college, college um, system and, and the majority of the players are, obviously with the exception of a couple, are, are, are competing throughout the college season. So they have a very good understanding of who's at what level. Whereas for us, it's a little different to your... So you have a couple of guys in the college in America and then you have a couple of guys back home um, 
And I guess this year in particular, it's just been so tough for the selectors to figure out, you know, who to who to pick at all. Because, um, you know, some guys have been playing, some guys haven't. So I, I do... Uh, I do understand how how tough a decision it was this year, and uh, in general, just just the college golf system is just so good, and, and it, they're breeding a lot of good players out here. And it's under it's it's easy to see how they have dominated or not dominated, but you know pulled away the last number of years. But um, we still have so much talent back home. I think we've uh, we do show it. Uh, I believe we have a good chance of showing it now this year. Absolutely, and you've a couple of teammates there with you you know yeah. Mr Fitz and just Brian just Fitz but yeah. I, yeah but I um, I suppose John Murphy as well it's, it's nice to have him on there um, even if he is from Cork you know I but know, he tore the line <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a good lad though he's a good lad he's a good lad he's a good lad but I uh, know uh, yeah Alex yeah unfortunately he hurt his back last week he, he couldn't play our, our ACC championships and we missed him we missed him big time uh, he's been playing unbelievable golf so um He's he's been in the he's been in the treatment room all week so far. So I think he'll be I think he'll be set for next week. But he will be set this week. He will yeah, be set. Absolutely. I always yeah. watch the golfer who says he's injured. Isn't that right? Harrington won an open when he exactly, said he had a, yeah. a jaggy wrist. So Do wear the injury golfer. It's only season. tactics. It's only tactics. Yeah. You know, it's only tactics. The path to pro. Is there aspects of your game that you that you know you need to work on, or? Are you just counting? Are you looking just to bank as much experience as you can through your Wake Forest and Ireland experiences? Yeah. Um, so something that I have worked on massively is my driving, and it's definitely improved ever since I've got here. So I feel like obviously I, I don't think I'm I'm ever gonna think that I have the game conquered or anything because it's there's just endless amount for improving. But for me, I think it's just general. Um, I've always been a good scorer of the ball, but recently I just haven't quite. I felt like I haven't been quite getting the best out my out my rounds, and all the good players always just you know just score the shit out of the ball. Like oh, I guess Harrington is a great example of that he's so good at scoring it, and um, just just need to keep working on my scoring. If I even if I don't quite have it, or if I don't feel a hundred percent, just um, find a way to to get it around, and I guess just work on that stock shot and the kind of go-to um, if you feel a little un- un- uncomfortable but just keep working on on everything really there's not really any part of my game that's sticking out right now just just need to get keep getting better yeah it's easier said than done right <laughs> yes it is <laughs> have you a favourite story or memory from your time in Wake Forest or representing Ireland over the last couple of years that is fit for sharing with the masses <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of bus journeys involved in Wake Forest. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what happens down the back of that bus. To be fair, I will give a shout out to Coach Haas. He's he's something else. Like he's just a ball of energy, and no matter how well or how poorly a tournament goes, he'll um, he'll always have the energy. And uh, we do have a lot of long, you know, bus journeys and stuff. But he's always telling stories and uh, just like asking everyone different questions and just. We have some 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 debates on that bus. Like we have, we had a couple of heated ones there recently. That probably better off not talking on on this podcast. But um, just the team team our team is just uh, it's just really good to see how how well everyone gets on together. And um, even if we don't, you know, finish out the year well, like we 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 all know that we're going to give a hundred percent because we just have a really good team atmosphere. Um, but yeah, highlight highlight. Uh, Wake so far has definitely been the East Lake Cup last year and my freshman year. Um, 
to get the individual win uh, unbelievable course and then to actually play as good as they did on the course and, and win that was class so uh, hopefully if we make the final four nationals this year we'll be back there again next year and can give it another when, go I guess when when, when you that's, it. that's it that's it touch wood touch wood touch wood good man <laughs> Mark I know you have a class to get to so we'll get dive into the Q&A because you might want yeah, to, a litre of water or some <laughs> Diora light or whatever you need to rehydrate over there <laughs> um, talk to milk talk to milk I'm on the calories uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on bulksies I have to get to they'll have to send some Kinetica over or something like that <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not allowed as a college athlete get stuff like that I don't know but um, what, what is the Diora light of choice in the States when you need something like that or do they have we it have, over there we, we actually yeah we have these little pouches um I don't even know what they're called, but they're great. They're uh, just, I think I, I normally just get like the Blackberry one and uh, I can't even remember what they're called, but they're just little pouches you pour into and they're work wonders. They're like noon tablets and you drop them into water or do you just... They're just, just like powder, just like powder okay. and you just pour it out and in you go and, and off you are, so yeah. I'm sure it's for rehydration or we don't want any <laughs> insinuations here. It's just powder and I pour it out and off I go. They're normally, normally good in the morning after a, a long night. Yeah. There's plenty then. Quick fire Q&A. Mark Power, what would your walk-on song be? Uh, All of the Lights by Kanye West. Oh, that's a tune. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some banging walk-on songs in Wake Forest, I'd say. Yeah. Jim or Pizza? Uh, pizza. Hat visor or a Keelan Rafferty bucket hat? Hat. <laughs> Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Happy Gilmore. Le Hinch or Parmarnock? Le Hinch. Good man. Yeah. I just let, 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 I let that sink in for, for everybody yeah. for a second. My drop. <laughs> <laughs> walk or cart? Uh, uh, I'll say walk if, if my coach listens. Good man. Win the Masters or win the Open? Um, masters. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know if I should have said that. Oh, you said it. Now it's done. It's I done. Said it now. It's done, and it'll be in black and white as well. Uh, Just want that green jacket. Come on, go away with your eyes. Play or practice? Uh, play. Come on. Last, last, last question. I don't know whether it's after a bus ride or it might be the following morning for brunch with six people. Uh, with those dodgy powder packets that you're carrying around with you, <laughs> but you're we'll say we're having we're having Mark Powers candlelit dinner. You can have six people at it, anyone you want, dead or alive, celebrity, golfer, whoever, fantasy character, six, six, your call. Six people. Six, six people. people. I include myself. So oh, myself. you're the head of the table, and you have I'm three people down each side. Who are they? I'm gonna go Tiger Woods. You know, shock, shock. Jordan Jordan Belfort. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else will we have in there? Uh, Jesus. Hate these questions. Uh, no. Um, let me think. Need someone funny in there. Uh, Jonah Hill. Half the cast of Wolf of Wall Street. So <laughs> oh, I'll have to. Have, I'll have to, have, I'll have to have, I'm going to sit Sergio straight across from Tiger and have Sergio down there. So I love Sergio. We'll see how him and Tiger go on. Um, are they friends now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably are friends now. Um, I'll probably have my dad there as well. Just why not? And one more. One more. 
<laughs> um, God, who will I have? It's lovely putting an elite amateur, an uh, elite uh, sportsman on the spot. It's fantastic. The only chance I'll ever get to do this. Uh, no, I'm going to put someone controversial here because it would just be such a. Fu- I'd say he'd be such a funny man to have at a dinner. Donald Trump. <laughs> Uh, making Mark Power's dinner great again good man Mark the very best of luck over the next couple of weeks uh, and I look forward to catching you for the rematch during the summer exactly thanks Paddy thanks for having Uh, me on Mark Power everyone an absolute gentleman which seems to be a recurring trend with the Irish amateurs and indeed the people on this podcast we're all just stand up people Um, really thankful to Mark for his time we tried to fit that in. That was like at 9 a.m. his time to fit it in between early morning practice and an upcoming class. So yeah, really thankful to Mark for his time, especially the week before. The biggest week in his amateur career, which is Walker Cup Week in Seminole, which we can all watch on TV. It's on Sky Sports Red Button and some late nights as well uh, on Sky Sports. Um, that's what I've checked. I've no affiliation to Sky Sports. Um... You know where I live, Sky Sports, if you do want an affiliation. But yeah, Mark Power is a leading light in Irish amateur golf. And it won't be long before he is that guy on tour we'll all be watching. And I can't wait to see his and, and follow his progress. Um, it's been a pleasure to get to know him over the past year and a bit. And yeah, go follow him. Go go check him out. Um, his credentials will be in the show notes of this. Or just Google like Mark Power Golf. Um, and I am serious about getting Daddy Power on, um, a leading light of Irish Armature Golf himself, uh, and still is. So um, you know where I live, and yeah, maybe I'll ask Mark to for <laughs> your number and I'll give you a text. But yeah, there's a bonus podcast out tomorrow, Friday, the 30th of April, with Haura. And Haura is a friend of mine's company. Um, and a friendly podcast uh, host as well in David Clancy with Sleep Eat Perform Repeat and we're looking to do something for Workplace Wellness Day and it's for all you golfers out there and it's free so tune in tomorrow and there will be some collateral on my website and on Howard's website and on social media posts that's just all around getting ready and getting prepared and being the best you can be on the golf course etc so I'm really excited to put that together with you myself and David have been talking about it with a long long time which we get into tomorrow so enjoy the rest of your Thursday or whenever you're listening to this get out get walking that's why you choose the walk or the current option in the quick fire Q&A uh, but I hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have tell a friend tell a friend there's this dodgy little Irish golfing podcast it's a bit of crack it's like listening to two friends talking in the kitchen over a cup of tea or something stronger but yeah, I'm going out to tee off in a couple of hours. Golf is back in Ireland and I'm really excited about it. I am really, really excited about teeing it up properly. Uh, so yeah, we'll love you and leave you. Until we tee it up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.